Animus. Animus. Get your balls started and the party rolling, baby. <laughs> So hey everyone! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we were recording. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could, we could, we definitely. It would be on brand for us to kind of just get straight into this. Amazing! Oh dear! Right. It feels weird now to do like an official beginning. To be like, hey guys, here we are. It just feels so out of character. Yeah. I was listening back to your episode, Harvey, and I was sort of like, again, if you haven't noticed, the, the tonal shift means that there's a chance we might use this. Don't know yet. <laughs> um, but I was listening back to, to your episode in season one, and we were doing the whole like, hey man, what we do is you don't really do a proper start. We kind of start, but it's not a start. And we're like, hi, oh, isn't that quirky? And these days we're like, welcome everyone to season three. And <laughs> Season three. <laughs> like an S3 crew, bro. I see. I see you're you're living the S3 life as well. The S3. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But every time I go on this fucking podcast, I forget my own podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm Did like, you... S3. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know. I think it's good timing because I did season two when lockdown episode one, The Phantom Menace, happened. And now we're doing Attack of the Clones through November. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get it started because I knew it was coming and I can just chat to people through in, throughout the week and uh, yeah, just be less lonely, I suppose. <laughs> Is that, it's that weird thing where like we want to be able to have kind of conversations that we can share with people again because if people are like, stuck at home and they're in a fucking shit time at least they can be like well at least i got my shit together more than mikey or you know just <laughs> but but the the cool thing about having the podcast is it's kind of like a really it's an excuse for us to be like hey harvey do you want to sit down and just chat shit for like an hour and a half just like cause, just because yeah. i miss chatting shit that was i miss <laughs> you guys i miss you guys too. so much just like i mean Obviously, I saw John. When John, probably the last time we hung out was that fucking gig we played in March, right? That yeah, must that have been and it. That brief doorstop T-shirt exchange. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I was yeah. just like, I'm sure I'll see you again before I move to Bristol. <laughs> and then I did. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but Mikey, I haven't seen you in fucking ages, man. Apart from like seeing you now on the the, the FaceTime majigger, but the, the, the thing, I'm trying to like, when was the last time time we saw each other? Because it must have been it must have been a show. Um, but I'm like, See, I'm struggling, man. I'm really struggling. I don't think it was. I think it was literally the last time I probably saw you, mate. Was must have been after we recorded the last episode. We went to. Um, the blackbirds but that was drink. that was that was a year ago like uh i think we're dropping this episode <laughs> on like the 15th or something like that and our episode okay. of season one was on the 19th of november or like 17th or 19th something like that <sighs> it's been a year man 
This is quite yeah. wild. Um, <laughs> it's and, 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 been, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those things as well. Like, like I said, I listened back to, to that episode, just kind of like get in the zone, just kind of see what we talked about before, see if there's anything that, that we could sort of tap back into. I'm like, fuck, we recorded this in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> How life has changed. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, honestly. Yeah, I can't believe... Like, thinking about it now, like, you know, the first lockdown was, what, in March? Yeah. Like, and then I was thinking about this when you guys asked me the other day to come on again. I was just like, has it been that long? It's just like, time has kind of flown by, but also been the longest fucking year of my entire life. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) At the same time. It's this weird thing where every fucking second seems to be dragging. Because there's kind of, I don't want to put it down on it, but there's not, it's very difficult to kind of like look forward to stuff. Um, so it, it's like your benchmarks in time up there because you're not like before it was like oh shit I get to go and see X band in in a month or so that was kind of like it was almost a way of us measuring time it was like what gigs you've got coming up mm. and now yeah and now it's like although the year almost feels like it's flown by living in every minute it's a bit like okay we're getting through this but it's a bit of a slog would you yeah. say we've done yeah. more episodes apart now than we have together oh shit yeah i hadn't thought about it that way <laughs> oh my god so this is kind of that's this, where we're at <laughs> yeah this is this should be the format yeah. um but i we mean we started an in-person hell. podcast and now we're <laughs> 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 yeah. so Oops. with with the true pit though is it am i right in thinking that you've done most of yours uh i'm guessing through anchor but through like calls effectively like how have you yeah yeah I mean, the, the setup is proper basic, and I think it worries some of the people that come on the podcast. <laughs> um, but like when um, when I did season one, it was mainly like you know a lot of just me episodes, which I find quite boring because it's just me <laughs> talking utter shit or moaning. Um, but but season two, <laughs> all, all I was going to say is, is on that it's it's like having your own radio show, and that is still something that people are interested. in. People want to know, like you've got you have as a as an individual person, you have a following, so people are interested in your in your hot takes so <laughs> it's still it's still good um but obviously you have the technology so you can talk to other people as well yeah yeah for sure i think um having a small following is a good and a bad thing because um i think i've learned this year i need really need to be careful on what i say on the internet let's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, go we're gonna spend um, the next hour and a half trying to trip you up <laughs> just <laughs> um but with, There's a with price the, menu uh, for how many edits you need. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be like a minute long episode. <laughs> I'm just Everything imagining. Bye. Bad. I'm just imagining this like fucking yo sushi. Like if you just want to take out little swear words and stuff, that's like one fifty. <laughs> but if if you like slag someone off, that's a tenner per go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, and we just had like, to cut another segment there as well, guys, just so you know. Somebody just... said that. <laughs> but, uh, what have I done? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a really clickbait title. But like, Harvey Lake thinks, what? <laughs> <laughs> Top just... 10 people Harvey Lake hates. Fuck <laughs> you. We just, we just start at the, the beginning, just like really somber, just like, 
everyone. Now, I know a lot of information's got out about today's episode. Um, we've cut out the majority <laughs> of the things that have been said, just for the sensitive nature. Obviously, some people may have heard the uncut version. We apologise un- unreservedly. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Like, honestly, that'd be such a great intro. Just like, I've, 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 I mean, half the people that know me are just like, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a nice guy. And half the half of the 50% of the people fucking despise him, man. <laughs> I love it. And I think, you know, that kind of controversial side of me is like, you know, it, cre- it creeps out every now and then. But <laughs> I think I think what we should do is rather than me and John recording the intro this time, I think we just get, get it to start. If you're happy to, just record it with an apology. And people will be like, what the fuck? Until they get like five, ten minutes in. <laughs> Oh man, just <laughs> apologise for my existence. <laughs> just, just do a, just, just do a, a YouTuber apology. Just be like, it was a massive lapse in judgment, and it won't happen. I'm growing as a person, you know. And... <laughs> oh man, I think I've sent so many messages like that to John over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> you do a sponsored oh, segment yeah. as well. Use the use the code apology ten for ten percent off. <laughs> It's just oh, a new man. merch line, just I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> like, like, dot, like... Dot. <laughs> I didn't like, want to make this video, but <laughs> Oh my oh, god. Nice. It's like what well, Chris Franzak getting like fucking cancelled. He's like, yeah, stay sick, and I'm just like, no, stay sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That guy has dealt with internet backlash in some other fucking way. It's just like, as big dick energy goes. Like, <laughs> I don't know if guys have seen his Instagram, but he's just like got like fucking women everywhere. And he's just like, you don't live my life, man. You don't understand. I'm just like, I don't think you know what real life is, mate. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, anyway, what are we talking about? The, my podcast? Yeah we're, yeah, we're talking about the reasons <laughs> you have to apologize for the podcast, yeah. Um, but uh, True Bit Season 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, like most of my episodes were done via me FaceTiming them on my laptop and me putting my phone going on the Anchor app and just whacking it next to my laptop and just oh, going. Shit. <laughs> we got this. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, I'm the most fucking DIY tech person I know. Like, I think John was shocked the other day when we were talking about me setting up a mic for this yeah. and uh and i said i've got these beats headphones with a mic on it and he's just like yeah that's fine what did you use to record the ruinous stuff with i'm like this mic people people are like i'm gonna put on fucking low pass i'm gonna make it sound i'm gonna get that like radio sound you're like no 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 bro i got this <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I'll do absolutely anything to avoid spending money <laughs> on technology. <laughs> Hashtag oh, DIY ethic. But the the secret episodes, the season three one, uh, I've I've forgotten Matey Boy's name, but you know Matey Boy from Seeker in that. Yeah, yeah, Jack, yeah, 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 yeah Matey Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that sounds crystal. So I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it right, mate. I was listening to it like literally that. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, I feel like when people, like, it's, it is a DIY podcast. I just do it to catch up with mates and it's just, you know, content. I think 2020, we just need to keep putting out fucking content. Just like musicians, like, hey, we still exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I'm glad it's come out. And uh, I mean, 
absolute honour to say Mikey Russell thought it sounded crystal. So, well, I mean, <laughs> you know me, I'm I'm uh, audio production uh, amazing. I had a, like a little training course the other day uh, with uh, oh, nice. Nick from Notable Voices, and John sort of sat down and just watched me just go like, where are the fucking buttons? <laughs> 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 I've no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> It was great. Mikey's like the most technological person I know. And he was like watching someone teach their nan to use a printer. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, just analyze this noise print. I'm like, uh... <laughs> noise print. You can print noises now. I don't have a printer. I'm really sorry. <laughs> My library does. Shall I pop down? <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck. Yeah. No, but like, like I said, I'm really, like, I'm really enjoying. It. And again, like the the way in which you're you're doing it, it like it's, it's full content. It's all content all the time, but it sounds really good. Like you, obviously, you're saying that it's like all DIY. I'm listening to it. I'm not like, oh man, you know, this this guy needs to put a couple more quid in. You've got the the art down pat, and it looks beautiful. Because I mean, nice. you, you might you might have a couple of skills here and there. You've got the the podcast skills in terms of like the host energy and then mm. and then like like i said the the audio sounds beautiful like there are times where i listen to your show i'm like fuck john we need to work harder <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ lazy, i have though. to Not say harvey's talented <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah yeah it must be <laughs> oh, stop it you two stop it this is why I don't FaceTime with you guys to start blushing. <laughs> again, this is he has this is, gone very red. This is why we're bringing you on to get you to say things that, again, you wouldn't necessarily want the internet to hear, so we can get you cancelled, so that we can get your viewers. Because I think you're our number one competition. So this is this is it. Number one competition. Oh, this was a trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, episode title. It's a trap. <laughs> Oh, fucking oh, man. hell, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't blame you. There's a lot of people trying to get me cancelled nowadays, but they, they haven't succeeded yet. So. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah. Just get me my glitter suit and my piano and I'll be all good to go, man. But... Beautiful, beautiful. So, okay, so you got your podcast stuff going on. We mentioned about your your art and design because it like a true pit looks well pretty. It's because you happen to have some acumen when it comes to the old Photoshop. As a... How's Lake Design Co going? Yeah, good. Um, good as it ever goes, really. <laughs> um, yeah, just to get the occasional interest. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not even on Photoshop. It's on. It's like I use ten different apps on my phone to create the images I do. Yeah. So I'll take them through a certain process. I've got them in number order on my like one page on my phone. Yeah. So I'll start here and I know I need to go there, 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 there. And then by the end of it, like, if it needs it, I'll just like, you know, refine it and whatnot. Yeah. But that's literally how I do it. And at the moment, I'm just doing like uh, designs that are just like songs from bands and stuff that I enjoy just to show what I can do to get more interest um, from local bands or, you know, anyone that wants any graphics or anything. If you want, if you run a really like goth office, then I can do like, all that. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So again, we had to cut another segment because Harvey said some stuff that was really, oh, really. Um... Mikey needed a couple of minutes to cry it out. But yeah. we're back now. It's I'm, cool. I'm I just, sorry, I've just sorry. never heard a hot take like it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd like to apologise. It was a lapse in judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I've really grown as a person. Five years ago. <laughs> this is a representative who I am now. You know. <laughs> 
Speaking of representing who you are now, Harvey, how's Ruiner going? It's going great. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's, it's going as good as bands can go in 2020. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it's probably... I must have spoken about Ruiner briefly on the last episode I was on, like, but I guess Misery was like my main focus at the time. Yeah, I think I think Ruiner was sort of incoming, sort of. It was yeah. like the party was starting. You're like, yeah, man, I might do, you know, might do some bits, might do some some bits. Yeah, yeah, and those bits have become yeah my main musical thing right now, and I'm yeah. I'm absolutely loving it, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. It's just so nice just being able to just. I mean, work with the lovely guys that um, that you know play live with me, including this lovely gentleman here, Mr. John Hawkins. <laughs> slurping, slurping down those compliments, uh, <laughs> lapping them up. But um, yeah, it's really nice just being able to just sort of do what the fuck I want with heavy music. I've always been someone that's loved all elements of heavy music, so it's been nice to do a bit of hardcore stuff, then going into some like more thrashy stuff, and then um, when we did Ceremony, like going onto like an all clean vocal song from like previously just shouting and the reception it got just fucking inspired me man i was like i've never had this with music i've made before Mm -hmm. and um yeah and then since then i've sort of taken all elements of what was done earlier on this year and like putting it into this album um just like you know some of the shouty stuff but you know i really found that i enjoy writing choruses melodies um riffs just seem to fucking come out my ass and i just like scrape them out the toilet and just go (laughs) fucking yeah (laughs) i'm just imagining you with like a fucking like um yeah just like a mini trowel just like i'll put them back in the album as well (laughs) (laughs) all that good shit legit legit like i'm so proud of what's being made right now um luckily i've just moved in uh, to Bristol with uh, Matt, who also plays guitar and Ruiner, um, and uh, tracking with that guy is just so so much easier. And yeah. he'll just be like, but he has a really really nice way of saying that was a shit take. He <laughs> 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 goes, um, I, th- I feel like you could have played that better. I feel like that wasn't you. And I'm just like, do you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you have more to offer this world. You got this, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's just such a fucking pleasure working with Matt at the moment um, yeah. on it and uh, just, you know, having another mind there to do it with. Yeah. Um, but he's also, you know, acknowledges that, you know, this is my baby kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking great, man. And, you know, I just can't, I'm itching to release new stuff. Itching. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just like, no, you've released three things this year. <laughs> like, just fucking calm down. Um, you've only got a couple more months to go until 2021. Um, but our, our booking agent, Gaz, at Diamond Noise Agency, shout out to Gaz, was just like, yeah, just don't worry about shows this year, mate. <laughs> just 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 do the album and i'm like oh but you know can we get something booked in so i could post it on socials and stuff he goes i, I wouldn't i wouldn't hold your breath mate <laughs> a realist love a realist yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a g he's a g but yeah no it's, it's all going good bro cool i want to i want to touch on the, the ceremony stuff as well because again like big shift and a lot of the stuff that you've been doing with ruina was sort of like at the very beginning it was like man i'm gonna try some vocals i'm gonna like get up on stage and do that that's big and scary and then within months you're like all right i bossed that better move on to the next thing (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I, I don't know if I, it was that mentality. I wish I had that sort of confidence. <laughs> mate. I really do. Um, I think some people look at my social media and go, yeah, this guy's cocky as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was more just like, um, I mean, I even remember just FaceTiming you, Mikey, just like, how do I do this screaming thing without um, <laughs> losing my voice for a fortnight? Because <laughs> I think this was before your Scala gig, and I was just giving you like a, basically, you know when you take a shit, do that. And you're like, all right, cheers, mate, cheers, mate. And then I sort of like saw some footage, and then I was like, oh, no, he's actually, he's doing vocals properly, not my fucking, like, weird-ass <laughs> thing that I've been doing. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, the, the, some of the fucking mobile clips from the, the Face Down Scala show, I was like... That's me. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, "What?" I, I'm pretty sure I shouted like I normally do to a point where my voice was hurting so much that my body took over and just went, like, "Just let, let's just show him how it's done." Like he's not doing it properly. <laughs> We're gonna faint. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of those noises I was making. But then after that, if you could ask me to do it now, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I honestly couldn't. I, don't, I still don't know the technique for it. Um, and I knew I could sort of hold the tune singing wise mm-hmm. um, just the bands I've been in before like you know with Misery there was no clean vocals anyway so I couldn't do any backing vocals but when I was in Basilisk I was drumming and I could not for the fucking life of me do any backing vocals while I was drumming yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you know two beats out but um, I was just like I'll take the opportunity to you know channel the bands that I love the most and I always listen to like you know Bullet, Killswitch big melodies um i think gonna, it, i'm gonna take a second there we got 25 minutes in before you mentioned bullet that's pretty good oh, going <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck me. laughs> i'm not cutting that <laughs> oh man you're gonna murder oh. a man live on it that's staying in i really have grown as a person <laughs> <laughs> Not, not quite grown enough to go out of my bullet phase. But, um, <laughs> that's been like 10 years running, so I don't really see that going anytime soon. No, I think uh, I think that's with you forever. But yeah, sorry, yeah, you're, you're channeling, you're channeling, who was it again? Sorry, I, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, like 2000s metalcore bands that I grew up listening to. Mm. Um, like, I, I think some people that are older than me forget that I was grew up with the music they listened to because I've been listening to this since I was like six. Yeah, yeah. Like, because um, I've been a freak my entire life uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like these big choruses but still like having that fucking heaviness yeah. I was like yeah I need to do that um, and Ceremony was just like basically the birth child of experimenting with melody um, keeping the riffs and um, as heaviness goes I guess it has some heavy elements but it's basically a rock song and I kind of love it yeah. and I uh, again sort of Every now and again, I see little social posts that su- suggest that a couple of other people might be loving it too. Is that, uh, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it hit 15,000 streams. Which, Fucking A. You know, um, which is great. But what I love about family members seeing that, they're just like, oh, so, so you're good. You don't even need to be working right now. Like, 15,000 pounds. I'm like, um... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's been a few years since maybe you went to a gig or something, um, Grandad. But um, <laughs> I think I've got about two pound fifty on my TuneCore account. <laughs> yeah. Wait, fuck oh, you. You're still using TuneCore? Yeah. Well, I've, I've stopped now. Um, my Nick, who plays bass in uh, Ruiner, he's just like, I want to use TuneCore, but it doesn't get me on all the things, and it costs way too much. And I'm like, yeah. What other 
chick could we use? And I think he started using uh, what's the one that everyone else uses? Distro kid. That's Distro the one. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like pro tip for anyone at home that's like, man, I'd like to put music out on Spotify or, or whatever. Honestly, like hashtag not sponsored. But how much is Distro Kid costing us a year? Like. Like about the cost yeah. of an album, and then we can upload as much fucking shit as we want. So if tomorrow Hero Dice First actually wrote something, we'd be like, and have another one. So anyone who's got music they're just sitting on and they want it everywhere, Distro Kid. Amazing, yeah. amazing. I'll use that for the next lot because yeah, I think Junecore's taken more money than it's yeah. Given <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, we put like putting up singles and stuff is like twenty quid up on the first year, and then the next year it's like, okay, cool, man. I hope you enjoyed having it on platforms because now it's going to cost you forty quid for your two songs. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, the perks of releasing content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's great. And then that's what I'm thinking of doing. Well, not thinking of doing. I am doing this album because I'm just thinking the sooner it's all done, the sooner I can take down the singles and not pay for another year. And just leave that album up and it's just got, you know, everything on it. Yeah. Um, but I think the first EP is up for like five years. So okay. that's that's there forever. Yeah. <laughs> In the next five years, I don't know what's going to fucking happen to this world, but yeah if you're having a bad time nemesis ep is still there <laughs> well that's like the good thing about DistroKid. like like you said like it kind of doesn't matter how much you put out like it's like a single a single cost whereas like we were finding like you can't be super prolific with uh tunecore because it just costs you so much money it's yeah it's like no don't do that <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's absolutely a lot. We're in but rock yeah. bands. We don't have any money. Because <laughs> you, ain't, I ain't seen any of that back. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that was my entire year last year like, <laughs> in a touring band. Like, I was just like, Did, have I, how much have I spent? <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anything else? Like, are there any things that you've learned? Just like stupid shit, like where to get merch and stuff like that. Is there anything that if anyone's thinking about doing this hashtag band life that you're like don't fall in this like pitfall we fell into that one um because like yeah like distro kid and tunecore was one um we found monster press about halfway through what we were doing previously we've been doing limited runs through awesome merch and awesome merch is cool but it's fucking god awful when it comes to limited runs it's really? the wrong place to go is there anything that you found like that that you're like man i'm so glad i found so and so for something that's really helped you do your thing yeah, I think it's also important to chat about these sort of things because, you know, other people in bands, if they are listening. Um, Merch-wise, I've gone with Pins and Knuckles. Because oh, um, those guys over there, they're really good on their communication. And usually if you post merch or something or ask them to, they'll post it on their socials. Mm. And these guys are followed by, like, the big bands that use Pins and Knuckles. So yeah. it's like another outlet and, like, you know, maybe if someone's looking... Um, and if you design sick, maybe, you know, they'll buy it too or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I found with, with merch, especially this year and managing my own merch this year, that usually when the first week of releasing it, you'll get a massive fucking outburst of people want to buy it. And then for the rest of the year, you have a box in your room full of <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like li licorice, all sorts of fucking Grebo t-shirts. <laughs> oh man, so like... I guess in terms of like the running the business side, is there anything that's surprised you? Like again, with the sort of like stock you're sitting on, is there anything that you're like, is it anything that's 
be like, fuck, again, I wish I knew that sooner. Maybe, maybe like for us, it's like always buy more mediums than you ever thought you could possibly <laughs> fucking need. Like, is there anything, is there anything like that that you're like, that's really fucking weird. Why is, why is it like that? Um, I found with maybe because obviously you get these t-shirts in and most of these companies they'll go uh, the minimum we'll send to you is 50 that you can't buy any less Um, depending on the company you can either like do 25 of like two different designs or something Um, some companies just won't do it because it's the same principle of having their machines lined up and like you know say if you've got a white and a black t-shirt they'll be like it's going to cost us the same amount of time um, going around but but I in all fairness, I haven't tried that with pins and knuckles yet. Um, but I found with selling the merch and, you know, or your product, which is the band, um, I found this year you can't make people give a shit. Like, you can't make people buy it. You can advertise it. And unfortunately, with algorithms this year being absolutely clogged up with absolutely fucking every person on this planet in lockdown <laughs> going on every form of social media, the algorithms were bad before this year. And now they're just kind of like this steroid abomination of a fucking Zuckerberg <laughs> kind of like <laughs> putting up a t abomination of a Zuckerberg cunt. Is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> no, okay. Yep. <laughs> that's. that's going on a t-shirt um, <laughs> see if that sells um but um yeah just at trying and to advertise i think like you know bands have got absolutely every obstacle against them at the moment mm-hmm. but the one thing we can utilize is social media if it lets you do it and i found different ways of advertising shit um i've noticed that if you post a photo with someone's face on it it's gonna get to people quicker and faster mm-hmm. um you know with advertising t-shirts for like i mean you know i'm very much aware ruina has not been around for long and you know i mean we played three gigs this year at the three months that were allowed yeah um i i don't really know where i was going with this but yeah going down some sort of <laughs> depression spiral like <laughs> why am i doing this again um <laughs> uh, but yeah no um that's probably the biggest lesson i've learned from it and just like utilizing the tools that are accessible to you um without letting it kind of get to you because you know these aren't just random people they are usually people that you know and you can't force them to buy shit um i tried using the tactic of buying mates merch because i could support them in the hope that they buy my band (laughs) i think that worked about 70 percent of the time (laughs) (laughs) well that's a pretty good hit rate though that that definitely i mean it'll cost you money in the long term but still it's pretty good yeah it wasn't really like i didn't look at it as a way of like oh how can i make money off my friends it was more just like i want them to wear my t-shirt to advertise the band yeah and also if i can do that as well as supporting their band or their brand um then you know i guess that's morally acceptable i'm not really sure what's morally acceptable (laughs) nowadays but um you know i've got some banging t-shirts out of it um you know shout out to the guys at cope uh regrets and well no behind blue eyes didn't buy my merch back that's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a really healthy mindset to to kind of get into um to sort of accept the fact that you can't kind of force people to I don't want to say support you, but like to, yeah, I guess to support you. Because when I kind of first started getting into bands, like you're sort of wired to think that your friends have to come to every single show and people have to be fans of you. And it's like, well, people have stuff to do. You know, they might not be into it and, you know, it might not be a personal thing. It's just, 
just not something they're into um and yeah i you know i used to get really bummed out when you know friends didn't come to shows or people didn't you know buy merch or whatever but after a while certainly kind of as you grow older you start to realize like it's it's fine like it's not actually that big a deal Um, Mm. and you definitely become a lot more relaxed with that i think it's a very very stressful place to to be in Um, and once you kind of lose that mindset um yeah it's just it fe- everything feels a little bit easier a little bit more stress-free absolutely and i mean you guys know um ross king from countless guys mm-hmm. um honestly that that man is you know so fucking wise and he's you know obviously m- me having a lot of friends that are like you know older than me um like you old cunt um you know has its benefits of like you know passing down wisdom and stuff um, but you know that guy um he did say to me you can't you know let you know you can't allow yourself to be disappointed by friends not giving a fuck about your music he said your friends are not your fans you need to go and get fans if your friends choose to be supportive and buy your music and support you and come to the shows and stuff that's brilliant but you can't expect all your friends to do that and you know as soon as i got over that i was as you say it's just like ah why did I give a fuck about that in the first yeah, place? Yeah, they're, they're good people, you know? Um, but I guess as, as soon as the pandemic really hit, I was just like, I need to sell these things. Um, and luckily <laughs> a lot of people just, they, they just came straight away and bought it. Um, Cause I released them the day after the song came out, um, which just fucking exploded for some fucking reason. Um, but <laughs> cheers uh, <laughs> you know i was also like you know i'm getting all these people i need to go support you know yes it's some money coming in but i was just like this is not about me my i make my money from my fucking healthcare work like you know i don't make money from yeah. the band work anymore um so with with other people in bands and stuff i was just like look where can i get some fucking merch from like for example I had jack from seeker on and i was just like yo where can you get merch and then i just went and bought a t-shirt so i was just like you know they're in the same boat you know and i think some people will appreciate that you know other bands and friends are in the same boat and if you can help them out um sick i mean depending if the design's all right if it designs a bit shit then you know i'll just <laughs> yeah um maybe next month when i get paid uh <laughs> I, I'd say that is definitely that is the advantage to to your merch, specifically like when you drop the the sort of the more I want to say blocky ruiner logo, the one that is like sort of self-contained, taller and skinny. I was like, thank fuck, that's finally out because the like I just looking at the logo, I was like, that's gonna make a sick chest print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you dropped, it, I was like, yeah, I'll have that. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but again, making making cool merch is a good like is a massive part of the equation because you can't disconnect yourself from the fact that your merch is a fashion thing it's actually it's your your t-shirt isn't going to play the fucking music you can appreciate the band but that doesn't mean that somebody's going to want to walk around and have it match their own personal brand if that makes sense absolutely so you got to make cool t-shirts i know like a lot of bands and stuff that i really like easy example um we sort of talked a couple of episodes ago about crystal lakes got this kind of like ugly synth wave thing going on for their merch i've seen I love Crystal Lake, but I ain't fucking wearing that. So <laughs> that's like that's that's a thing. Like it's just things you gotta take into consideration. I, the only other point I was gonna make is one of the trickiest fucking things is disconnecting your ego and your self worth from your band. 
Oh, massively. I couldn't agree more. It's it's such a fucking tricky thing to do because what you create with your band is it's a part of you. Yeah. It's hard not to take it personally yeah. when someone just simply just doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. You can't like a while. You know, it's taken me a while. Like I'm only 22. I'm still fucking growing up. But like, you know, if a year ago, if someone came up to me and just says, I don't really like your band and they're a friend, like, I'd be butthurt by that. Oh, you know? you'd be like, well, fuck that guy. He got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just sort of, you know, you know, but now I'm just kind of like, yeah, fair enough. It's pretty niche stuff. Like, I think a lot of people in the scene don't appreciate how fucking niche rock and metal is. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, I think I've seen, I see a lot of bands nowadays that get like sort of semi big. Mm-hmm. And they're really good at bigging each other up, um, but you know, with, with local bands, it can be can be a struggle sometimes to sort of desensitise. I, I like this is probably just a me thing, but I almost appreciate people more who can turn around and say like, "Hey, man, I fuck with you. You're a cool guy. Your band's fucking shit, but you're like, I like you." <laughs> and I, I like, I, at least I know that that's a genuine thing. I've got plenty of mates who who have no fucking interest in metal, and it's it's. I'm not I'm not gonna take that to heart. But if again two years ago if somebody was like, Yeah man, like like you seem cool in that, but what the fuck you what's with this yelling stuff? I'd have been like, What do you mean what's with this yelling stuff? This is my life, this is my choice. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky though. And, it, and again, it's this kind of like fucking self-feeding cycle. It's like, well if I'm not selling t-shirts, then the people must not like the music. If they don't like the music, they obviously don't like me. Well, it's like, okay, well, you and your music are two separate things. Your music and your merch sells are two separate things. Is your merch any cop? Yes, no. Like some of the Hero t-shirts, the boys just let me print. In retrospect, I know they were dog shit, but at the time I was like, <laughs> no, I did this. This means a lot to me. And yeah. and then also it's the case that everyone's got fucking walking around cash. Like that is a factor in the equation. Like people can support you without actually having the the financial means to support you fiscally that's a totally separate conversation not everyone could be like hey man i'm just out so i spent the money to come and see you i've also got the money to spend on you as a person as well there's there's an entitlement thing there as well that is again difficult to get your head out of that space but yeah it's 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 so fucking difficult i think some people make music and they make the t-shirts and they look at the the same thing and you hear it in the music because it sounds like it's been printed and manufactured and stuff (laughs) and i think it's a lot easier for them to just go you know just they don't even have that connection anyway Mm. um but when you do pour your heart and soul into the the band and the brand yeah. it's it's sometimes hard to just put a sort of like a splitter down the middle to just go just don't don't worry about it you know just you know as you've got focus on the people that you know do care about the band when it comes to the band but also don't don't disregard the people that also choose not to support the band if they you know they if they support you you know you can support a person but just messaging them asking them how they are you know that's yeah. a totally different aspect but it's so so hard i totally understand um to get past that and i think that's a growing thing as well um you know i i've I've, you know as i've referred to in the podcast a lot you know you you grow as a person without you know (laughs) sounding cliche um but you also you develop different friendships with people you know that not everyone's going to be the same level of friend to you as another person will um and that's okay you know that's you, you can't look at that and go well, fuck them! Like, you know, I'm gonna keep these five people, and then that's it. Um, and you know, you need to also 
be willing to, like, I don't know, how can I say this? Now, I, you know, you know people who are just one thing. Like, people take the piss out of the old vegans and that. It's not because people have have an issue with with the old. But there are there watching are, John shake his head. But everyone, Fuck. everyone's everyone's met a vegan that their entire personality is just being vegan. When people take the piss, they're taking the piss out of those people. In the same yeah. way that people, there are people who are just their band, and that's as deep as it goes. Um, and you know, being cruelty free, it'd be very difficult to take the piss if it weren't for those other. John's like, what fucking point are you trying to make? <laughs> Basically, the you can't have one thing that you're doing or one choice that you make be your entire fucking your entire fucking personality and you have to be willing to connect with people on these different facets of who you are otherwise fuck me you'd be really boring and yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Imagine having a conversation with someone and just like opening your mouth and just like riffs come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like Stitch in Lilo and Stitch where he's like Elvis that comes out the mouth. You know? <laughs> That's like exactly the same thing. It's just like, well, my band did this, my band did it. I was just like, cool, man. Like, make me give a shit. Then. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, an interesting comparison, but it totally makes sense. I, I'm sure it doesn't but it was very sweet of you to say so thank you, thank you. <laughs> like people who like football and that how about that yeah football yeah. people yeah oh football people man like <laughs> I literally don't know how to talk to them <laughs> and then, whenever I watch that IT crowd episode I'm yeah. just like I've never related to a sitcom <laughs> harder or a thing about Walcott is he just walks it in like I've got <laughs> in my head i don't even know who walcott is <laughs> but we know he tries to just walk it into the net yeah yeah yeah. into oh. the net oh right that's why that's yeah have like, you okay. have you fucking have you seen how the boys are doing this season though <laughs> oh the boys yeah yeah have you oh. seen how they're fucking doing ridiculous oh. man abysmal abysmal man yeah abysmal. like honestly honestly it's one of them i genuinely think it's the fucking manager because like everyone knows what they're fucking doing we've spent good money so why aren't we fucking scoring the goals it's management oh. Of course it's the manager. It's <laughs> not the players, mate. They're in peak physical condition. Training manager. all day, every day. They're fucking earning their stripes, mate. So what the fuck? <laughs> John, you don't seem to be engaging in our football conversation. I thought you wanted the sports episode. This yeah, I know. The... We, we have a small section of our community that are into sports, so I'm just trying to stay in the middle we, here. I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> trying to engage them right now. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is how you do it, John. I, I tell you what, Mike. I, I just think John's just not ready for football in his life. You know. I was going to say, can you just be more respectful, please? This is a, a national pastime. Could you try and engage? These footballers work on thirty-three grand a day. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. When they get kicked in the shins and they fall over, oh, I'm thinking those shin pads must be so expensive. Like, <laughs> just, oh, bless them. You know, I really feel for the footballers. You know, I think I think people should rinse football more. To be honest, I think it's got two. It's got two out of hand. <laughs> I feel like if you're making that much money, you just deserve just deserve ridicule. Yeah, just a, just a pinch though. I mean, don't want to be dicks about it, but don't want to be bullies, but. They should definitely have a team dog. Now hear me out. All right, I'm listening. listening. (laughs) Now hear me out. And these dogs are untrained, Mm -hmm. vicious, Mm -hmm. and um, it's just going to make the game more exciting, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, every now and then, the linesman will let the dog off the leash, and the dog is trained to kill whatever colour the opposite (laughs) team is. 
and these cunts are gonna run. In fact, they're probably gonna score a goal faster. Just like, Have it so the game isn't like a set length. It's like the game ends once a team scores five goals. Fucking okay. get out there, because <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> 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 I reckon we step it up because again, like all the all the like England games and that is that Champion Premiership, whatever it is. They're, they're, yeah, they're... it's the Eurovision Championship League of the World, mate. That's the one. They're they're so fucking obsessed with these three lines. Why don't we just get three lines? <gasps> <laughs> and then just one guy dressed in a star costume. <laughs> I'm the star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd watch it. I'd fucking watch it. I would be invested in that reality TV show. Oh, mate. Yeah, it's just like getting into the Premier League's like the fucking, like, you know, the safe zone. And they're just like, oh, we got into the Eurovision. They're like, Dave, do you know what the Eurovision is? Like, <laughs> have you heard about the Lions? <laughs> uh, but again, it's one of those things that, like, nobody's going to fucking do that. And people are like, 33 grand a week, though. I'd do that. I'll fucking, you know, I, I get it. might be know, a short shit. week. <laughs> <laughs> You'd do it once, surely. Yeah. Surely, if there was like big money on the table, it'd be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lion, you know. What are they, you know, they're, not, they're just, just cats, innit? <laughs> I love cats. This would be great. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they know if people are vegan or not. Because if I, I feel like meat eaters or like, especially a poacher, they're definitely going to go for first. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm watching John go like, how far have you devolved this conversation, Mike? Like, <laughs> how far from brand are we currently? <laughs> oh man, you asked me on the show, man. Like, you know, I am, I am. Well, I, people if still I... want the sports spin-off, so this is perfectly. <laughs> Honestly, my spirit animal is a red herring. So, like, you know, having me on the show, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. But I can smell Matt cooking vegan burgers downstairs, and it Ooh. smells fucking phenomenal. I must admit. Oh man, like, what's your what's your brand of choice? What's your favourite vegan burger burger out there? I don't fucking know, mate. How do you fucking know? Because <laughs> I'm not a vegan. I did. You know, it's just food. That's that's the thing that like fucks me up. When people are just sort of like, yeah, I don't eat vegan food. It's like, why? You can have it. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> it's just food. I, I just, you know, I haven't. Um, I guess the ones that I can remember off the top of my head is like, like it usually says like this isn't bacon or like this isn't chicken oh, or dude, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those have been quite tasty when I've had them in the past, but it's been a while. You know, I've just moved out. I'm going for like Iceland fucking <laughs> fourteen frozen sausages, and it's just like, what does it contain? It's like everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, All I'm, of the animal kingdom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm, I think I'm right in saying that the Iceland vegan option is pretty much the salad like you can have lettuce and iceland yeah. has a really good vegan range man. please Just tell say. us please tell us they have a good vegan range amazing they... great, <laughs> <There we go. laughs> great <cool>. that's not interesting <laughs> is it but... just ba bags of ice <laughs> he's got it but seriously though the, the this isn't stuff that this isn't bacon is the fucking tipping point i think because the thing, yeah. the thing that everyone was saying was like, yeah, man, I'd, I'd fucking do it, but I can never give up bacon, man. I can never fucking give up bacon. <laughs> this isn't bacon. It's fucking great, though. <laughs> like, it's like scary great. 
It's I, like uh, really... to this week's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, if you guys were sponsored by this, isn't <laughs> like this FaceTime face screen would just be like rolled. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I almost like when I have it, cause it kind of looks like beef jerky. And then when you tuck into it, I'm just like, it's just like both at once. And I fuck it. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> so good. I would fuck this isn't bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Tenderly. <laughs> The thing is as well, you have like 10 fucking strips of what looks like rashes. Again, like kind of like jerky rashes mixed together. And it's like, oh man, this is fucking, this is, this is dirty. Like I shouldn't be allowed this. (laughs) And you're fucking, you'll read the packet and you're like, okay, cool. I've used up 10 calories. All right, sick. What else am I having today? (laughs) And then you didn't count the calories in the bread and you're just like, wait, how much? Yeah. I used how much olive oil to make this happen where we had. <laughs> oh man, I've been frying everything lately because my oven's fucked. Like, yeah. we moved into this place and he's just like, everything's starting to break. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's been four weeks since we told our landlord that the oven does not work. So we've just been frying everything, which is great because I've been like having eggs before going to work and I work 12 hour shifts. So I need something in the morning to actually get um, that energy in. Yeah, and massively, because there's been times where I was just like, oh, I'll just have a coffee, I'll be fine. And I'm like, 10.32am, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm such a fat cunt, honestly. <laughs> well, like, this isn't bacon, man, it's a solution. Just eat a thousand there, it'll be fine. This is definitely hashtag not sponsored, yeah. it'll be chill. <laughs> yeah, this isn't bacon and this isn't fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is cruelty free body right here <laughs> you're looking beautiful darling don't let anyone tell you otherwise i have oh, missed your stunning it. face oh stop <laughs> it stop it i'll put that on my tinder profile see if it'll give me any boosts like <laughs> the animus podcast and hero dies first they thinks i'm fucking hot as fuck 100 <laughs> if you need like a video testimonial like hi there my name's uh mike russell i'm from the animus podcast i just like to say that yes i've been you know, just enjoying Harvey's face for the last few years now. Um, honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. This is <laughs> like a press kit, but for dating. Yeah. <laughs> All the reviews. Just a little EPK. Just sort of yeah. like... <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. Yeah, I'll send it off to Gaz, the bricket agent. Like, he'll be like, what? Like, yeah. But what you should do is like have my like dating profiles as like your advertisement for the podcast. You know, it's just like, hey, guys, just jumping in here from my advertisement from Blue Chew. It's <laughs> just like from Harvey's Tinder profile. <laughs> it's been active for a year. <laughs> That's right. An entire year. He's going cheap because he is cheap. Can you imagine if we did like a Lonely Heart section, but as like sponsors? <laughs> I know sometimes it's it's hard to be alone alone for so long. Speaking of hard, let's <laughs> 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 oh fucking hell jesus christ I, I love how at the start of this before we started recording i was like nah i'm gonna be a bit more pc this time like, <laughs> that's, no, that's we just do well. that to people <laughs> i think it's us three in particular i don't have conversations <laughs> with many other people I, I, like sober <laughs> but yeah no it's oh, i just love seeing your faces man you beautiful people Thank you. And that's going on my bio right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Mikey, you're too good for that stuff. Like me, I can understand a person like me being on dating profiles, but Mikey, I, come on. I, there's, there's something quite magical about Tinder, because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it is, expand on that. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, like I, like, I think we mentioned an episode recently where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe it's time I need to actually start thinking about kind of like finding finding out if like like i can i can create a spiritual connection out there and then you go on tinder and you just go nope okay yeah moving on <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone's got like cat ears and like you know, it's just like mummy to seven children it's either finding someone actually are a cat are you on the right thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i have a litter <laughs> I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't can't love my kittens, swipe left. (laughs) No. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Carol Baskin here. Oh, man. How far we've come, man. Lockdown started with with Tiger King. Fuck. that That feels like a lifetime ago. Jesus Christ. I wasn't even looking to move out when Tiger King came out. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Just blowing my mind. That is, <laughs> that is how we do timestamps in lockdown. Remember, remember Tiger King? Fuck, man. Like, <laughs> like, obviously, like, November kicking in. I've seen, like, a few posts with, um, oh my fucking God, it's been that long. I don't remember his fucking name. But the Tiger King. Um, oh my God. Joe, Joe Exotic. <laughs> but that, that took a second too long. If I'd asked you that, when this party started, you're like, obviously it's Joe. Joe's not my best mate until people get to the end of the, <laughs> end of the documentary and they're like, fuck Joe. Wait, no, fuck Carol Bassley. No, what? What? <laughs> what was what was your takeaway from, like, obviously you've had some time to mull it over now. <laughs> Whose team are you on when it comes to uh, Tiger King? Hashtag relevant topics, hashtag keeping it real, hashtag whatever else. I mean, pro- I'm probably on the Tigers team. Um, <laughs> Good because they're, they're all fucking horrible people. Yes. When I have this conversation with them, they're like, oh no, Carol's better. And I'm just like, murdered her husband, fed it to a cat. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe's amazing. I was just like, in prison, shot four Tigers in the head. I'm just like, you know, none of these people are, are good. Apart from the guy that did the documentary after... You know, he did a documentary on being followed around because people saw him on the documentary. Because... I, I can't remember his name. He was like the filmmaker for the documentary Tiger King. Yeah, I I, I know who you're talking about. The only time that I saw him was in the um, oh god, the there was an there was an I can't remember if it was like the last episode or like an after show thing with um, I think it's Joe McHale from Community. Um, yeah, yes, that is one. That, is that uh, the yeah. one? Yeah, no, there's okay, it, no, but he's he's on that. He gets interviewed on that with with Joe McHale. Um, yeah, but I think it was on like a Sky thing or something, but I haven't watched it. But I, I did like that guy. I think that guy was the outsider looking in and did go through a lot of shit with these people because they were criminals. Um, I know we laughed about it. It was great entertainment, but they're fucking horrible people, man. Like, yeah. really bad. A couple, of, a, couple of, like, a couple of months of retrospect, and it's like, maybe people didn't need to buy all those like tiger print boxes afterwards because that, yeah. that seemed to be yeah. the, 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 the thing. Like... All the uh, Joe Exotic t-shirts, I'm like, what did you well, learn from this? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> he dressed good. Um... Oh, he was sassy. Great. Cool. So is Cardi B, but she still drugs men. Like, <laughs> there, There's a fucking hot take I was right going to say, that was fucking sizzling. <laughs> 
wet thing ass that, thing pussy. That blew my, like, kidding me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. The Sorry. thing that blew my mind about Tiger King that like got skipped over was the fact that they opened like a was like a restaurant, like a food place in the park. And they were selling like out of date rotting meat. And like no, it was like mentioned briefly and then that was it. They had all this like end of line out of date food like dumped from like a hot truck, yeah. sold to the public, and then everyone was like and on to the next thing. It's like, no, 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 no. That's a crime. Stop there. That's really bad. I think it kind of goes to show like what what it's in the middle of. Because it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like honestly. That's the most acceptable thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the tiger's probably thought, no, fuck having this meat. I'm going to have this chick's arm, you know. And, and <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't blame old fucking Tigger going there. Just like. <laughs> Got to eat something. This arm is terrific. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was the first wave of like wild, wild clothes that we had as well. And uh, did he? Did, did Joe Exotic? Did he sort of rock the Hawaiian shirt at any point? I, I feel like he's the, like, I felt like it would have made sense in his wardrobe, but I wasn't sure if I saw it. I'm, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. I was more focused on that, fucking. Like, bull nose ring he's got hanging out of his eyebrow that was like that i was like every time he came on the screen i was looking at it, just like take it out take it out take it out take it out <laughs> didn't mind the mullet didn't mind the cap but i was just like that ring on his eyebrow i'm just like how do you blink like <laughs> at a dangerous game but like but again that that kind of like that kind of fashion choice is like as a bold statement and later on a few months sort of down the line we had another gentleman with his Hawaiian shirts, rocking it a little bit more classily. And I just thought it might be nice to talk about you. You watched a show called The Boys? Have you heard of oh, The Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These fucking cats. Because <laughs> uh, me, and, me and John, obviously, like we've been talking about it a fair bit recently, but he was saying that you were the one who was like, you have to watch The Boys. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll get around to that. <laughs> the, the boys is fucking phenomenal man i've just finished season two yeah and the direction they took it and i'm just like yeah this is dark as fuck <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it it's such a great idea because obviously i think i don't know who came up with the idea mikey you're quite good at knowing who makes things in cinema um sorry john i sort of just left you out there sorry man. <laughs> no worries that's fine <laughs> you're good at other things mate <laughs> I know comic books. That is my life skill. <laughs> but um, whoever made it, I think, like, looked at shit like you know what DC were doing, like really trying to be dark, but obviously adhering to like a like a semi-child adult audience. And I am that audience. But <laughs> but I think what the boys did was just like, no, let's let's make superheroes really really fucking bad. Like you know, it's it's not like oh they betrayed who. It's just like it's you know. It's homicide. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> in the later series, I don't want to drop too many spoilers, but it was the bit where um, Homelander almost lost his temper and he, mm -hmm. the imagining bit in his mind. Yeah. I sat there like, <gasps> honestly, <laughs> when, when that happened, I like, like my hands were on my mouth, my knees were up. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Legit the same fucking movements, Matt. I was like, what? Because I was like, they could totally do that and it not be yeah, a... Yeah, because that's uh, who he is as a person. That could be a thing they put in. Yeah, yeah. And it would make perfect sense. That's, that's the fucking great thing about the show, is that nothing feels like one leap too far. Like, everything everything that happens is like, 
Yeah, yeah, no, that that tracks. Like, if that was <laughs> if that was here today, yeah, I see that that corporation that makes sense. Yeah, mar yeah, marketing and stuff that makes sense. Like everything that happens, I'm like, with the like, even Homelander's in the final shot of season two. <laughs> <laughs> Making it. <laughs> I'm trying yep. to think what that was. Uh, he, he sort of imagine the sort of iconic Batman moment where you've got somebody on the top of a bridge staring down onto the city. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's one of my favourite activities. <laughs> so when people threw pennies off the top of the Eiffel Tower, no man, just <laughs> jacket in San Diego. You know what I mean? Just... <laughs> <laughs> but but again like every like even even in the context of being like there are superheroes in this show there's no point where i'm like that is unbelievable i can't i genuinely i am shooketh i'm just sort of like yeah no that that's how that would go yep yep Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is the boys yeah what did he say cunt like for the fourth episode the fourth time in a minute like <laughs> Oh man, Carl Urban in that fucking series. I love him as an actor anyway. Yeah. I loved him as Scourge in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when he was just like, <laughs> Dis and Troy. They <laughs> <laughs> <I> destroy. <laughs> I was like, this guy, man. Because <laughs> I really liked his Judge Dredd. I just thought yeah. the film could have been done a bit um, better. <laughs> like, yeah. For uh, lack of a better, better word. I feel it was like really overlooked and it was dark, to be fair. Um, it was a bit it was a bit trashy and to be fair not that judge dread isn't anyway um but <laughs> yeah it, it, it was just a bit like um I, it was all set in what is effectively it was basically attack the block in dystopian future that was yeah, it was, yeah. all, it was the raid wasn't it exactly that it was just sort of like all sort of contained in in one area uh gritty a bit sci-fi, but mostly just kind of doing this the whole time. Like, we, this is how we talk to people. Oh my god, this is gonna hurt after a while. That kind of like, yeah. Oh, someone's been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank, but thanks, yeah, man. I'd like to thank the academy. And <laughs> Mate, that'll be you in five years. I know it. I'm thank you, get, thank you. Just in your soap award for your dead corpse thing on EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You'll be, you'll be. I mean, JoJo have what like 58 episodes a season. I'm sure you can get on one of them. Exactly. You know I mean? that. Like, there's, got be, there's got to be fucking thousands of people that are needed for that. Even it's just sort of go outside like, oh my god, that's weird. That'll be my full part. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I shouldn't have mentioned JoJo now because I know one, both of you are probably going to go fucking bonkers over it. But well, it right, guys, I got to make a move. So all the best. And, uh... <laughs> I think I think John made it like oh, maybe like four, five, five episodes in. Right. <laughs> how do you do? How how do you do, Harvey? Because uh, I hear you're going to give it a decent a decent shift. Uh... <laughs> what JoJo as as a series? Or... Yeah, yeah. How far did you get? Uh, I think I got about like twenty percent through season one. Twenty percent through episode one. Yeah, I saw the intro. That was pretty sick. Uh yeah, <laughs> I, ju I just I my favorite thing about the series. What happens in the episode? I I couldn't really care less about. But it, when it gets to the end, just something just like <gasps> you murdered my sister and had sex with our body. Bam! <laughs> Having like roundabout by yes, and, you know, <laughs> fucking disgusting shit. I'm just like, <laughs> this 
<laughs> oh man, I, I, I love I love the show. For, I, I can confirm as well that is definitely that is definitely a, a story arc in JoJo's as well. One hundred percent. That was uh... <laughs> that must have happened in one of the episodes. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's fun. I can't think of a single is- instance of that specifically. I was like, I was gonna, I was gonna go like, no, I'm, I'm leaving it. Yeah, uh, no, I don't believe that occurred. Um, what did I actually say? I think it was something really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> um, replace that with kills dog in furnace. Oh yeah, no, that 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 might have happened. Um, by which that time? That did happen. <laughs> God damn it. It's just like one every season. Just like, whose dog they going to burn this season? I, it's not good to be a dog in JoJo's, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not man's best friend in JoJo's. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Definitely the thing that blows not. my mind about JoJo's is the weird crossover between like anime and like 70s dad rock. <laughs> That's what confused. Like, I've never thought of those two worlds colliding. But it just, it just it just blows my mind. You were like, yeah, there's all these characters like there's Dio, and then obviously you've got Yes, and, uh, and then you've got King Crimson, mm-hmm. and then what's the main dude? Like, was it Jojo? Robert, <laughs> what's his name? Like something like Ario Speedwagon. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. So you had yeah Richard Eo Speedwagon. <laughs> um, uh, you've it's got... like someone took like a Top Gear CD for Christmas, just went through the track <laughs> listing. I'm like, right, what are these characters called? Yeah, you, you got the Zeppelins, they're nice guys. Uh, you've got somebody in part six, spoilers because it's not out yet, uh, that's just called uh, Foo Fire. That's just. <laughs> Subtle. Subtle. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Foo Fighter. <laughs> Here is my dog. Dave Growl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I need to write Iraqi a very, very quick message. Uh, there's some more money to be made. <laughs> Where is your nearest furnace? <laughs> I need to dispose of this hound. <laughs> so, so what I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you haven't been spending like much, much of your like home time with anime or have you, have you explored more of the genre? Have you been like, man, this is, this is it. Gonna, gonna finally get into the, them Japanese cartoons. I mean, no, I've been watching stuff that's not on Netflix, if that's what you're asking. But... <laughs> what, what, what have you been watching? What have you, what, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Oh, that was too subtle. Um, uh, no, no anime. <laughs> <laughs> no, Harvey. I'd like you to tell us which platform you've been streaming these videos from. <laughs> Dad, um, I'd like to... What's, it? what's the amendment I'm looking for? Fifth amendment? Yeah, uh, silence to not fucking admit to what I've been doing during my um, what have I been watching though? I mean, what have I? I mean, to be honest, I'm always doing fucking covers, like always, like getting the same ten people. Like, <laughs> I get like a simp uh, every now now and then. I get a sympathy care react to my. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm glad someone feels sorry for me. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, other than that to be honest on you've done uh, watch the boys mm-hmm. on netflix i mean it's been spooky season up until today and fuck that's over um uh, <laughs> been watching uh, the haunting of bly manor which is quite cool yeah. um a lot of the conjuring universe films quite enjoy them as modern horrors go i do enjoy the conjuring universe i think they, they do it all right they've got the right amount of spoops and the right amount of scores and you know 10 out of 10 from me 
<laughs> Again, I'm expecting like the next sort of like the next poster for the next installment, just like spoops and sport and squat. I can't <laughs> whatever you just fucking said on point. Ten out of ten, Harvey Lake. <laughs> Famously of nothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude. Again, like you got your your design thing, podcast. You got covers. You got your main band. It's just sort of like yeah, of of multiple themes. Um, oh. Oh. Too kind, too kind. Always, always lovely to have a little ego boost from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my ego has been like fluctuating. I feel like my ego is having like a menopausal episode over the past year. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, I'm good at things. And then just like, no, fucking die. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's, um, you know, it's what it is. Um, with that we can have a little segment on mental health all i'm saying is if you're feeling shit in lockdown which a lot of people are mm-hmm. uh, with depression and anxiety and all of the fucking subgenres of mental health uh, especially since i'm now working in it and you know knowing how it actually works um it's just talk to people like i'm doing with you guys now like you know i got a message from john what three days ago mate was it just saying come on the podcast and i was just like i can't wait to see these two again and embarrass myself once again. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like anyone listening, anyone listening, just fucking chat. Like, you know, everyone's in the same boat. I think the only reason people don't chat about these things because they might feel embarrassed or something. Um, but, you know, get over it. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. ego's not that important. Your life is, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd like to think that that it's, it's getting to the point now where enough people are sort of just saying like, please just be open and honest about it that I'm hoping that it's starting to kind of get through the people's like, you know, they're getting through the shields, getting through the tough ex- exterior. Cause there is this sort of thing where people are like, you know, I know, like people won't care or like, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. It's like, dude, if, if people give a shit about you, they give a shit about where you're at. And absolutely, you need to be open and honest. And everyone's a little bit, everyone to some degree is gonna have their own insecurities. And if you're off base, if you're not feeling okay, and it's the case that you're not able to explain, you're not articulating that, then potentially they're worried that it's something that's happening with them. You can build on your relationships with people just by sharing where you're at truly. You build something a bit more real than the surface level, like, you're right, mate, yeah, I'm all right, you're right, yeah, I'm all right. Just talk, <laughs> for fuck's sakes. It's not hard. Started going into the footballer voice there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Abbott. <laughs> thing is about my mental health mate i just walk in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh like there's a few things that we can kind of like touch on there do you want to talk about kind of the work you're doing right now is it filling you how are you how are you doing on that side um it's it's great to be honest yeah. um it's it's hard it's hard work um yeah. but you know i think when i sort of discovered uh, a few years ago that i was never going to be able to like well maybe one day, but like, you know, make money out of music, which is obviously my main thing. Um, I was just like, right, I really don't want to be working in hospitality or retail anymore because I'm too sensitive. I, I Everything that gets said to me, I take it personally. I'm just like, you know, fuck you, Karen. Like, you know, get, get, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Like, you don't have problems. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got into uh, mental health and, you know, the healthcare side of things um, as a support worker back in the start of the pandemic, actually, um, which was a bit of a lawless home I was in, to be honest. 
um, you know, no physical training or any restraint training or anything because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but now the the hospital I'm working at, um, I won't name the hospital because I, I don't know what the rules are with yeah. mentioning it on air. But it's fantastic. The staff are amazing. The re- you know the the patients there are amazing. It's a rehabilitation center, so the the aim is to get these guys with uh, brain injuries mm-hmm. um, out and about back into their lives, or get a placement uh, in a residential home where they can live. Yeah. And um, you know, but we have all sorts of guys come in, all sorts of backgrounds that have had really tough lives, really really tough lives. Not all of them are tough lives, but obviously, you know, a lot of the stuff with TBI, which is traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. where they've had accidents or incidents and, you know, that this is their life now. You know, their 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 brain is damaged and they have to, you know, learn how to cope with that and live with that for the rest of their lives. So it's it's incredibly emotional at times, but I've been there for a couple of weeks now. Um, and some of the guys that are just absolutely amazing, just incredible people. Um, and it's just an absolute like fucking honor to just be supporting them and working with them. Um, so they can live a better life, to be honest. Um, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. I've landed a job now that I can sort of go, yeah, I can see myself being here for a while, which is nice. Amazing. Like, um, I was just, yeah. Like the, the passion with which you spoke about it, it was just like, it's getting me fired up. That's yeah yeah no that's awesome man uh thank you man i've spent a bit of time in recent years uh uh through through sort of personal events in uh residential care homes and it it almost it feels like this almost disconnected world where it's the case that like every every sort of most towns certainly every city have have care homes where where people are, are living their life, readjusting to a new life, and it almost feels disconnected sometimes from the rest mm. of society. When you when you sort of first started, when you first started working in the field, how was your initial sort of transition? Did you almost feel like these people were almost being overlooked? Yeah, like yeah, massively massively it's it's a it's a sad reality to be honest you know uh, the society that has developed over the past you know 100 years does not adhere to um these guys you know these guys are where they are because you know either their families can't support them um or they you know they they've got nowhere to go um they've gone through the system um with that in mind though i think that's done me absolute wonders um because you know i I think we can all say sometimes we spend too much time on our phones and which is essentially like uh i was looking at social media as kind of like a painting like it's not real life but it looks like it um and usually paintings are very nice and very good and nice to look at um, whereas you never see the artist and what they're sort of going through. Yeah. And I mean, fucking Van Gogh is Van Gogh, Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intellectual, and then just like Van Gogh. Um, Van Gogh, you know, he his paintings were you know gorgeous and lovely to look at, and um, you know he was very troubled um, amongst you know many other artists. But when I go into work, you know, for 12 hours of your day, you know that is your day. Yeah. Um, my phone's away, you know, not allowed on ward. Um, and since doing that, it's just been so, life has just been like these guys. This is their life, and you know, you're there, and you kind of think to yourself, "Wow, I'm really lucky for what I have as just as just a human being." You know, like you know, 
we can think for ourselves you know we can we can do life without having those restrictions yes everyone's got their own shit and their own you know personal restrictions like insecurities and stuff and with all mental health but these guys really have had no choice you know that this is this is the life that they lead and with that coming after out of a shift like i come home now and i'm like wow like i've got i've got all this you know it's it's i'm no longer looking at other people and going oh why do they have that and i don't you know because i'm grateful for what i have now um which has been a massive fucking learning curve massive fucking learning curve for me but these guys you know as you say you know where you've experienced it you know they are overlooked because you know it's not something um that the public see in in their day-to-day life because we're all so raveled up in our own make lives sure, make sure you got the latest fucking smartphone and everything else yeah i, I like and there's i, I don't want to use the word stigmatized but there's definitely <laughs> what the <laughs> we're, we're playing jazz now apparently to accentuate a point um i don't want to say stigmatized <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's, no but all, all i was going to say was just there is a there is a degree of separation between a lot of people and and again sort of the world of social media and and sort of like the the painting that you're talking about and I feel like we're missing out on so many incredible talents and so in so many genuinely beautiful and bright people. Like, and again, sort of you're saying about you feeling so lucky that you you get to spend your days with them. And that's I think that was certainly one of the, the most difficult things as far as I saw it. it was just that sort of disconnect of like, if we continue in this way, if we continue to sort of just look at the world as it's presented to us we're all missing out on so much because yeah. there are there are again amazing people that we're just not getting the chance to engage with because it doesn't fit kind of the the they don't fit in the rules of of the the game that's been outlined like everyone has to want the the latest and greatest this that and the other um and the human element just kind of gets sort of like washed aside with that i'm really i'm really glad that again you've had the opportunity to to engage with with real life and it, it it feels just from the way that you're talking the opportunity to grow through that as well absolutely and i think that's what excites me to be honest mate i mean it's it sounds selfish but that is the, the thing i get out of it you know i think when people say you got to do you got to work with stuff that you love you know you've got to got to do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life and i'm just like i don't think that's also necessarily true i don't think it's as black and white as that and mm. um, there's been times where it's been really challenging but you know there is that passion there and it has kind of you know ignited that side of me again that does care for people you know i mean you guys have been my friends for years and like you know i care about you guys you know and hopefully i show that to you i'm quite good at projecting that um but with people that you've never met before you've got no emotional connection to and then you develop that with um these brilliant fucking men um in in these institutions um it's it does ignite that kind of thing to go really do appreciate who you have 
some of these guys they don't have families they don't they don't have anything they're there alone they don't want to be there of course they don't want to be there who the fuck wants to be in a hospital for like longer than a month like <laughs> a month at least and these guys some of these guys have been here a year you know um but we acknowledge that and you know me and the staff we you know uh, we, we, we all get on really really well and we're just brilliant team there's doctors there there's psychologists there it's you know i'm really lucky to now be working in a place that really does know how to work with with them with these guys yeah. um i think i just sort of like i don't know about you but for for me personally just navigating the topic is very very fucking difficult like mm. this are you the speed at which my sort of conversation dropped down to like one word every few seconds I was like and this and I think that kind of shows the fact that it's so difficult to navigate and articulate mm. and the nervousness with which we do it kind of shows again how it's not a part of day to day conversation and I think that's true of of difficult topics in terms of again the, the reality of the lives that people are living um, and also sort of looping back around to mental health so I think this is where things start to get a bit tricky as well where people find it very difficult because it's not part of the day-to-day -day conversation again it doesn't fit the picture um, and it's the you know it's a part of the, the the cake round back you know it's it's not it's not necessarily what's immediately presented we are having to be very fucking delicate and I, I apologize as well if I've said anything that's ham-fisted um, but yeah it's just it's hard to be like I genuinely care but I don't know how to say it and I think that's yeah. again touching on the mental health aspects sometimes it's hard to, to say like I'm I can't articulate how I'm feeling right now but it's not good um, sure. sure yeah but I think I think our generations are breaking that stigma and you know uh talking about it more um and making sure that men are okay um i know in society men have had the upper hand <laughs> um and you know but i think it's also important that mental health works differently for everyone there is no set right or wrong um and that's why there is no cure for it because everyone's brain works differently um but I think it's really, 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 I mean, you know, I'll probably sum it off here. It is vital to talk about it with, with other, uh, you know, you know, anyone in your life, uh, whether that's family or friends or, you know, a partner. Um, it's, it is fucking vital to talk about how you feel because the people that will criticize you for telling you how you feel for, for you expressing how you feel are not people you need in your life. They, they are people that, you know, I mean, ever since I've been more open about things, people have left, you know, people have left my life because they don't like, they, it's almost like they've lost that control. They've lost the upper hand there, you know, um, which is fine. And if that's, you know, and I'm sure they'll find someone that, you know, or other people that will adhere to how they work, you know, um, but, you know, I think <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more shit people you'll filter out and the more the you'll appreciate the good people yeah and again the more genuine connections you can you can make absolutely absolutely i think the the hardest conversations are often the most meaningful whether it's like again truly articulating how you feel how you're doing or 
fucking like calling out somebody for their I don't want to say toxic behavior because that's, that's such a like buzzwordy term. But if somebody's being out and out fucking racist, say like, hey, <laughs> yeah. very quickly, you're being a cunt. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, that's not easy to do, but it is so important, um, especially in loved ones as well. Like not not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily the case that somebody that you love is going to be out and out racist, but they might do something where you're like, really what you're saying right now has not aged well. You need to you need to start. <laughs> engaging with the world as it is and it's trying to be as best it can kind to each other could we do that is that cool yeah um, yeah even absolutely people do bad things and you have to have the ability to say nah and relationships you know sometimes it's hard to be like hey you're pressuring me into doing things that i'm not comfortable with it's these mm. fucking difficult conversations that you have to have even if you shit them apologize <laughs> but you have to but like try you know yeah and i think it's important to you know acknowledge that for what it is i also think you know as you say the buzzword top toxic and toxicity uh i found it's very subjective i think you know some people can control someone and then when that person stands up for themselves just like they're toxic yeah get out you know <laughs> like um it's uh it's all very subjective but i think you know some people hate you some people hate you but then you if the people that you love love you back that's happy days for me, to be honest, mate, yeah. you know. Um, but as you say, you know, I, I think <laughs> it's a difficult one with, you know, family. Luckily, I don't have many family members that are that um, th- that uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> um, the term. Yeah, there are some, you know, comments that I've heard in the past, that I've gone, you know, but it's, it's difficult with family because there's almost also another level of, like, you know, hierarchy and respect. Um, but, you know, with anyone you know they can act like a cunt but it doesn't mean they are a cunt exactly that and people don't people oftentimes not exclusively but oftentimes don't realize the negative effects of the things that they're doing and that's Mm. that's why you have to be billy big bollocks and just sort of say hey not that one um (laughs) um, which actually again sort of i mentioned before if there's anything that i said that was ham-fisted and people don't like i want people to call me on my bullshit as well i want to i want people to feel comfortable enough and for our friendships and and relationships to be strong enough for people to know that if i'm fucking up i need to know about it um Mm. otherwise how are you going to learn exactly that with you know again referring to social media or just in conversation um obviously social media everything's in black and white so there's obviously you know mikey you'll know how voice can project words in a different way um i can confirm that's the case yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) just as your voice acting um but if i were to go up to someone that is you know like for example my parents who are you know you know right-wing conservative you know they're not they don't make that their identity uh, but i'm left-leaning and you know there's been times before i've been like no no shut up you're wrong like how likely is the opposition gonna listen to me if i'm shouting at them all the time yeah that's just gonna confirm like oh you know bloody leftists you know what I mean? like, snowflake right exactly it's just like yes I'm, I'm emotional about some of my political views but i think the more i've um, educated myself on why the opposition, well, I shouldn't say the opposition, why other people think the way they do rather than just disregarding their opinions as just trash. Some of them are, but, um, you know, educating myself into why these opinions are formed and, you know, where where that view is coming from. 
Um, and the more I've done that, the more I've kind of gone, oh, okay, I understand uh, as uh, why my parents would, you know, uh, choose to vote that way, you know, and I don't hate them any more or less um, f for their politi political views. But, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary, The Great Hack on Netflix. Yep. Um, yeah. Prime example of like finding, you know, like triggering people you know hitting them emotionally and you know splitting splitting up people um uh and i think the more we talk about it on a less volatile level the more we'll be able to achieve together as the human race um and not all these fucking little subgenres. i think i hate subgenres just as much as i hate <laughs> political parties i'm just like no i'm a left-leaning liberal communist i'm just like I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I literally couldn't give a fuck. Centrist like, left core. Uh, right, new new yeah. wave centrist left core. <laughs> yeah. So when people say, oh, you know, I'm not right wing, I'm alt right. And I'm just like, right. Okay. Fuck no, off. No, not right. Hey, alt right. Come on now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm post labor. Uh... <laughs> post so you've had your child. <laughs> <laughs> I've called okay, it. Okay, I got nothing for that. That was perfect. <laughs> I've called it Corbin. <laughs> I'm taking it to Russia to have it raised in the gulag. <laughs> that, I want it. <laughs> go on, I'll let you finish. <laughs> I think I think you need to interrupt me on this when I have my like senior moments because I just keep going until it gets really fucking bad. Yeah, sorry, John, you might have to go back and just like snip off the ends. Oh, of dude, my this episode <laughs> will be ten minutes long. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I was going to say, and it was just a, it was just a, an interesting quote, and it's not necessarily on topic, but it's just sort of like on you, you have your buzzwords on both sides. You've got toxicity which is again often overused um you've got uh snowflakes and there was just a really great john cleese uh, cleese a john cleese quote let's try that again john cleese quote um <laughs> which i just i love and the, the first time i read it i was like shit that's gonna stick with me so naturally i had to google it to remember what it was um <laughs> and it was just uh john cleese on snowflakes yes i've heard this word i think sociopaths use it in an attempt to discredit the notion of empathy and i was like oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. All these sort of big brackets that we sort of chuck people in, either it's the whole like binary, you're either in A or you're in B. Um, yeah, it's all just sort of like, realistically speaking, there's there's shades in between, but also words like snowflake, like, oh, you're fucking crying over this, this and the other. And the other, oftentimes it's like, sorry, man, I'm just really trying to even the playing field or make it fair for everyone or everything. If that's yeah. chill. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I totally agree. And John Cleese is a very educated, very fucking clever man. Um, and you know, I'm not surprised he said something like that. I mean, I think a good example to use. I think he's a, quite a controversial, divisive uh, person. But Piers Morgan. Yep. Um, you know, he has said and done some shit that I don't agree with. Mm. But he's also equally said and done a lot of shit I hundred percent agree with. Um, he did point out with the snowflake thing. He's just like hang on people are getting upset about people just trying to be empathetic but you're getting upset over it who's like if you're going to call anyone a snowflake you're being a, a, a snowflake you know <laughs> getting upset over someone else's opinion jesus christ how important do you think you are like <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know. I think Piers Morgan is a genius, and I don't say that in a good way, um, because I think I think what he does, based on on sort of what I've seen, is you say ten things that are obvious. You say ten things that are like, "Hey man, water wet." One hundred percent, he's fucking right. Hey man, <laughs> you know what? I think that we shouldn't murder people. Oh my fucking god, he's a nice guy too. Hey man, but also uh, I can't believe there are trans people in this world. What the fuck, right? But I was right on the other two things, so so this must be okay, right? That's not a specific point that he's made, but oftentimes he's very um, old-fashioned. Sometimes unkind, I think. Um, okay, yeah, that's a better word for um, sure. Yeah, but like. Yeah, so just it's funny, interesting because you're not, you're certainly not alone, and I definitely fall in the camp where I'm like, every now and again, I find myself agreeing with him. I'm like, does that, does that mean I've changed? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I've misjudged him. Maybe I've misjudged myself. Then I'm like, oh no, wait, no, it's it's ten of these and one of those. Okay, I'm, I'm back now. <laughs> yeah, no, that that does um that does make a lot of sense. But I also, you know, I, he is a TV person. He has made his fame off being a controversial character however i do love how early on in the morning he is and hearing these things on television <laughs> it's like what's the program called like good morning or something, something it's just like, like yeah. it's just like ah oh, good morning it's just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> morning pierce and this poor woman Susanna reed having to like yeah. co-host with him every now just six long just like what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's um he's a very divisive person. But you know, I don't you know, he doesn't contribute anything to my life, you know, I don't contribute anything to his. Therefore I just tend to not really give a fuck. Yeah. You know? And that is a powerful position to be in. Just be like, actually, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think the more you give a fuck about the things that you should give a fuck about. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mark Manson, the author of The Subtle Art Not Giving a Fuck, and mm-hmm. I'm currently reading Everything is Fucked. Um, <laughs> they're fucking amazing books. Yeah. It really does show you, and it does use that comparison element. You know, it talks about Dave Mustaine being butthurt about Megadeth never being as good as Metallica, <laughs> but also Megadeth have sold millions of albums, yeah, yeah, yeah. played arenas, headline festivals. Like, mate, you've you done it. <laughs> <laughs> you've done really well you know i think focus on i think people need to focus on themselves in a different way yeah. um to what they've been really focusing on and what i've been focusing on myself for a long time in a different way um now i'm finally starting to ch- channel that realness rather than this facade of you know you know all the shit i do online you know which is basically just music stuff and you know uh, you know oh look at me and all my friends or something it's just like you know <laughs> I have nice people in my life, you know. I know that. They don't need to know that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I appreciate you guys cuz, you know, love you guys to bits, honestly. And I mean that. That's nice. It's real nice. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> um I guess we, I guess we're in right now. You might have heard that I sound a little bit different. My toys have just decided to just fall apart on me. So, uh I apologize if you can hear just just random ASMR sounds around my desk. Right. Your toys are falling apart. Yeah. Oh, I hate it when that happens. I oh, know. Tell me about it. That's like, I, I was going to say, let's like room for another Toy Story sequel, but I feel like my heart can't take another one, man. This is too much now. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, well, I guess I guess we're probably on wind down because this is probably this is probably you know of the ten minutes we can use. I reckon it's like probably getting a bit long now. I reckon people are probably like, all right, guys, you've had a lovely time, but you gotta you know stop flirting with each other. Take it off there for goodness' <laughs> sakes. Get a chat room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, just remember the Discord in the show notes. Uh, just uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean back again because I'm sure my microphone sounds like fucking shit. Uh, John, I'm gonna pass the baton. I'm gonna, for the first time in this entire show. I'm gonna shut the fuck up for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for joining us, Harvey. This has been probably one of the most varied episodes we've had. And Amazing. the varied ones are always the best. Love, love covering like so much ground. We've done music, we've done band stuff, we've done TV series, we've done politics, done most importantly mental health. So, Absolutely, uh, it's yeah. been a pl- fucking pleasure. Honestly, both of you guys. I've said it like ten times this episode, but I do love you both. <laughs> love you too, man. Love Am I too, correct dude. in thinking that Harvey is our first repeat guest? With the exception of the exception like, of the group ones, then yes, absolutely. He's yeah. the first person we're like, well, we need him back. He brings in the numbers, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Absolute honour, guys. Absolute honour. So yeah. you can uh, check out Harvey on the True Pit podcast. Oi oi. <laughs> oi oi. And uh, now's your time to plug all your socials. Oh, lovely. I, I love how much I've slagged off social media on this, and I'm just like, follow me on everything. Um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, fast int- food's bad, but you still eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking calling me out here, John. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have FaceTime with this low... Ah, where's it going? <laughs> Slap my phone. That was a good ending. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, my main account is at Harv Lake. It'll probably change in two weeks' time, like it always does. Um, so H A R V L A K E. Um, you can also follow my band Ruiner on uh, Instagram as Ruiner UK. That's R U I N A. Um, same on Facebook. Um, don't add me on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just the band. Um, and what other shit do I do? Oh yeah, um, and at Lake Designs Co. Same as it's always been. If you want any cheap designs. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Wicked. Well, we'll stick everything in the show notes so people can uh, come check you out. See how handsome you are in real life. Oh, stop it, you. <sighs> Just getting him warmed up for the third episode, that's all. <laughs> yeah, ne- same time next week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Stunning. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming to hang out. I hope... Oh, you have a lovely time in Far, Far Away. Not um, I'm missing you too bad, but, uh, you know, they're lucky to have you, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was um, I was supposed to be... I mean, is this still recording? Yeah, yeah we're still yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was supposed to be coming back um, next next weekend, um, but obviously, lockdown to Attack of the Clones has happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe sometime in December. If we're allowed to, yeah. I'll come back and I'll we'll have to go for a pint or something. And John can have a diet coke. Diet? Very rude of you to assume. <laughs> right, we're gonna take this. We're gonna take the scrap off air. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for coming to hang out, Harvey. Um, I, yeah, I, I take it easy.
and there you have it another episode thank you to uh to harvey for taking the time to sit down and chat with us thank you to you guys for joining us this week uh i hope you enjoyed the episode let us know what you thought gonna round today's episode off with a brand new ruin a single ceremony enjoy no more lies.